Hi there. Welcome back to The Yoga Show from Yoga Journal, your place to connect with thought leaders in the wellness community who are making waves big and small. I'm your host, Lindsay Tucker, executive editor of Yoga Journal. The theme of our September-October issue is healing, and for the last episode in this series, we're joined by Reiki practitioner and intuitive Alina Yergavan, who walks us through the Japanese form of energy healing known for its powerful ability to reduce stress and promote relaxation. And as a special treat, Lena does an intuitive reading of both me and my co-producer, Aviv Rubenstein. Here's my conversation with Lena. We're here today with Lena Yorgavan, who is a Reiki practitioner and an intuitive, and Lena is joining us from Barcelona. Hello. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's such a pleasure to see you on Zoom. It's such a pleasure to see you too. I really feel honored to be today with you. Uh, and thanks, thanks so much for the invitation. It's really an honor to, to be here with you. Well, likewise, um, I'm just going to give a little backstory to the listeners. I've been getting Reiki from Lena for about a year now. And we met on a retreat in Paris with Jen Pasteloff, and that is where I did my first session with you. And um, back then you were doing massage and Reiki, which you still do that, right? Yes, yes, indeed. I just love doing that. And I am thinking to develop my uh, uh, practice, and I'm so honored that I met you there. And I hope you like it, the massage and the session and the Reiki Oh, I loved it. It felt, it was super healing and it's what kept me coming back, um, you know, even during these times where we're separated by many, many miles. And um, we did have some plans for me to come out and visit you in, I think, July, which got canceled due to global pandemic. But we've kept up with the practice over Zoom, which has been nice. And, um, so let's just dive right in because I would love to hear from you what is Reiki, just in case some of our listeners don't know what Reiki is. Um, from medicalnewstoday.com, it said that Reiki has been around for thousands of years, but its current iteration was developed in 1922 by a Japanese Buddhist who reportedly taught 2,000 people the Reiki method during his lifetime, and then it spread through the U.S. and Hawaii in the 1940s and then to Europe in the 1980s. Yeah, that's correct. Um, so as far as I know and as far as I learned, Reiki is a Japanese practice that uh, we all can learn. And it started with the Dr. Usui, uh, which was a Buddhist monk uh, back in Japan. And uh, basically the history of Reiki, Reiki goes back to him when it starts with him being a teacher and usually in Japan when you're a teacher and someone asks you a question, uh, you should know the answer. So when Dr. Usui was asked the question, uh, how could, for example, Jesus healed people, he didn't have an answer. So uh, because back then teachers should have an answer, she, he said that he will go and meditate to give a proper answer. So he went for 21 days and meditate and fast and on top of a mountain. And that's where he received the symbols of Reiki 
and how he could help people uh, on emotional um, need or illness, a physical illness. In Reiki, a symbol represents an intention activated by the practitioner, such as power, harmony, or distance, which is called upon when sending energy across time and space. So when he received these symbols, he went out to to the city uh, back then and he spread the word and he helped other people get initiated. So this is the kind of a summary for his story because it's in such more detail and uh, he went through such more deep um, uh, situations that Reiki uh, helped him heal like for example he uh, fall from the mountain and he healed himself it says to be thanks to Reiki so um, he uh, as grateful as it was for this teaching he spread the word so it's so much more than than this summary but basically he was given these symbols and then he spread around and then he wasn't very uh, reticent very um, careful with whom he should give these symbols so he gave the symbols to another japanese and then that um disciple gave it to uh, Madame Takata, which was uh, a person who was ill back in US and came to Japan uh, because it uh, heard about this method of Reiki and she was cured through Reiki. She was set up to have a surgery and she was cured to Reiki. So she went back to U.S. and uh, spread the word and initiate other people. She was initiated in Japan and then she initiated other people in U.S. And that's how from U.S. to U- Europe, Reiki spread. Um, so what is Reiki about? It's an energetic um, system that helps you heal on emotionally and psychologically and physically level uh, due to the connection with chakras and the body. So when we receive Reiki, we connect not only on an energetic level, we connect also on a psychological level. Right. So it's sort of channeling energy force, life or life force energy, which in Ayurveda we call prana. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And how do you do that? How do you connect with someone's life force energy? Yeah. So when you learn Reiki, you have four um, levels. So the first level of being a Reiki initiate, Reiki practitioner, is the work with the physical level. That means with your physical body. And that means with you, let's say, Lindsay, you receive this initiation so you can do to yourself and you can do to others in person. On the second level, you're able to do Reiki to people at a distance. You learn the symbol at a distance healing and is the mental uh, practitioner, mental uh, level. The third one is the spiritual one. And the fourth one is when you teach it. So when you do Reiki to yourself, you are, ex- uh, you are getting in touch with your aura. You're getting in touch with your chakra. If you do Reiki with other people, you're using basically each level has a symbol. So as you get an advance to this practice, 
you learn one more symbol. So let's say you have symbol one to level one of Reiki and you can access the physical um, body of a person. You have another symbol on level two and you can access the psychological and uh, um, distance level. As for example, when I did Reiki to you, I access this distance level uh, Reiki healing. So I might be able to do your Reiki at a distance. And then when is the Reiki th uh, third, you learn the spiritual level. So it might help you connect with, uh, let's say, spirit guides, with uh, angels, with, um, with your uh, guardian angels. That's in my personal case and in, uh, I dare to say, in a general case for Reiki. And then for the fourth level is a symbol that you learn for when you want to be a teacher. And so you became a Reiki master. Now, every Reiki teacher can choose to make third level and blend the last two levels at a third level, or you can do third and fourth separated. I choose to do it separated because it gives time to the student to work on his or her um, spiritual level and emotional body. So you mentioned like connecting with spirit guides and angels. And yes. is that something that you learn in Reiki school or is that just a personal thing that you're able to do? I think it's a personal thing. My uh, Reiki teacher, she didn't taught us about connecting with spirit guides or guardian angels. I think that connecting with spirit guides and being psychic, it comes naturally to me. And Reiki, it was just as a door that allowed me to get even more sensitive. So I don't want to generalize and say like, oh, when you get to receive Reiki level three and you connect with the spiritual symbol, you might be able to hear or sense um, things on a more uh, deep uh, level. It all depends on everyone. Of course, everyone can connect with their spirit guides and guardian angels, but I think it's for me, it's in a more deep personal uh, meaning. So how do we connect? If you're saying you're saying everyone can connect with spirit guides yeah. and angels, and I'm wondering how. So first of all, uh, what I learned from my from my own experience is that you need to allow it. You need to um, say, I really want to connect. I want to have the free will. I think it's all about the free will to want to connect with uh, your spirit guides because we all want, we all can connect. But it's also like, let's say if we deny this power and if we cancel it, we will not connect because it's like shutting down. It's like shutting down the door. So we need to be... Uh, available, we need to want to connect, and it's all about this inner willing and free power. So something really interesting that happened with us, me and you, um, last year, I decided in August, I told my husband that I was going to leave, but me and him didn't tell anyone. And so this was very end of August, and my birthday is on September 12th, which was also my grandfather's birthday, who he passed when I was 20. And you messaged me and you texted me on my birthday. And I don't think you knew it was my birthday, but you said, um, I just want to tell you that 
Um, I have a message from your grandpa, and I'm sorry if this is weird, but he says you should get a lawyer or you need to get a lawyer. And I was just completely blown away by that because I hadn't, I hadn't told a soul. I hadn't told my parents. The only person who knew was Alex, my ex. I was still living in the house. Um, and so for you to tell me that message on my birthday, which was my day with my grandfather, it really um, opened my eyes to the fact of like, hey, this is something that can be real, you know, and to not allow doubt or fear to cloud my thinking on that. Yeah, so first I want to tell you that I was so afraid to text you that message. <laughs> you know, I was afraid to send you that message because I, I thought it's like inappropriate. But it happens to me to receive these messages out of nowhere. Like I'm at home and reading or like just doing my project or preparing my session with the clients. And out of the sudden, I have this message, like your grandpa sending me this message for you. And I was double thinking, like, should I send this message to Lindsay and say like, okay, your grandpa thinks... <laughs> and then I let my my overthinking aside and I was like, okay, I think if I receive this, it's because it's real and it's because he, she needs to know it. And this happens uh, almost all the time. And I have these confirmations and I still don't believe it, that I can connect. Mm -hmm. And that is this real because, um, you know, sometimes you get afraid because, you know, you don't know what is true or what is real or what is your imagination. Well, I definitely think that you have a gift. Thank you so much. Thank you. And it really, it's really an honor coming from you and, and from all my clients, even if they say, like, I can't believe and, oh, like, so surprisingly, I'm still doubting myself because... I think I'm a human and I, I think also like I still need to work on self-doubt a lot. And I don't know yeah. if I'm the only one and here no. with you, I want to be vulnerable and say like, I'm doubting myself, you know, like. Oh, absolutely. I think that is something that I learn over and over again, especially in this job where I get to meet so many amazing people, a lot of women who are just really standing in their power and um, doing amazing things and creating this network that continues to grow. It's so special. The yoga show will return in a moment after these messages. Well, let me circle back to the Reiki because yes. I wanted to talk to you about how does Reiki, like how does it work over long distances, right? Because we're used to the Reiki where I would be laying down with you in the room and you would either put your hands on me or right above me. And, yeah. you know, I could feel the heat from your hands. I could maybe feel the energy moving from your hands. And so when we practice at a distance when you practice Reiki at a distance how does that work and is it different at all well when I do the Reiki distance the only thing that is different is that I'm not in person otherwise it's almost the same sensation because I connect to the aura and I connect to the energetic body of a person through the symbol that is healing distance 
And um, I know that I had a, a client who was skeptic about the healing distance. So I said, like, let's try and see what how works for you. And she had before a session on a in-person session. And she said, like, I felt the same or even more powerful um, energy around this healing session at a distance. Mm. And um, thanks to this healing session symbol in Reiki, I can connect uh, at, let's say, your, your aura or your body and work as it in person. And my ability is that I can sense also how the chakras works for you or if they are blocked or um, I don't know other Reiki practitioner, but I feel also and I hear also messages for the person. I cannot separate Reiki from psychic work from it so hard. Mm. So if I see that a person is skeptical about the psychic world, I'll just say like what I felt on energetic level. Like I felt your sacral chakra or root chakra like being off and I advise or I invite you to do that and um, let me know if this resonates with you. But basically the difference between in-person and physical and uh, at distance uh, Reiki healing is just based on the symbol. Thanks to the symbol is like I'm there in the person because it says that that symbol at healing distance is what connects me with my client. And it's, um, I don't know if in English is this, but it's atemporal, like time is limitless and doesn't exist. So you can easily connect to the person. You just need a date of birth and a place where that person lives so you can connect with it. That's the only difference. So when you have the date of birth and the place, how does that help you connect? Okay, so when when I have why I need this is because let's say Lindsay Tucker, there is another Lindsay Tucker in this world. So I need to be precise, very precise of the energetic body of the person. And you Lindsay uh, Tucker and the date of birth and... And where you live right now, I'm very precise. So mm. I will not send healing energy to a person who didn't approve me to do healing energy on him or her. Because you always need approval and acceptance when you do Reiki. You cannot do Reiki on someone without the approval and the free will. And what does it feel like when you're feeling like a blockage? Like, so I got my friend Chelsea a session with you for her birthday back in April. And Chelsea had been having um, some problem with her ovaries. She'd had a few MRIs. They weren't sure if she had a cyst. And then they were like, oh, you do have a cyst, but it's on the other side. But she had all this pain on the one side. And we, she didn't tell you any of that. But when you did the Reiki, you noticed that there was something with her ovary. And so that to her was also really eye-opening about the experience. Um, and I'm wondering, like, how were you able to sense that? 
from my, again, I'm talking from my perspective is that I'm letting my, I'm using in my session a lot my intuition and the heat on my hands. And like when I'm scanning the body, even at the distance, I'm letting the hands and my intuition talk with me. And also I allow myself to receive the messages from her guardian angels or her spirit guides. Again, this is something optional and something that uh, works for me because I allow it and I accept it into my work. But if it's just like Reiki, I go 100% on my intuition and the heat in my hands and like a calling. Basically, when you do Reiki distance, if you have a heat or a cold uh, in your hands in a specific area, that means you uh, are drawn to that area. And I think I was drawn to her ovaries, like, okay, let's see, I feel like your ovaries and ovaries in psychosomatic is the reproductive, is the connection with the mother, motherhood for um, yourself as a woman or as a man or the relationship with your mother and then is the projection onto the uh, organs. So if it's just Reiki, is the heat in the hands and for me intuition and then optional, the psychic word. Interesting. And what made you get interested in doing Reiki? Like was it the heat? healing thing I Reiki as a tr- as a trending healing modality has kind of been going up um there was a 2014 Washington Post article that reported that at that time more than 60 US hospitals had adopted Reiki as part of patient services and that Reiki education was offered at 800 hospitals and so that was 6 years ago um and in our community, the yoga journal community, there's been a lot of interest in Reiki, like steadily rising. And I'm wondering how was that part of your interest in getting certified or what brought you to it? Yes. Yeah, so um, first of all, I want to mention I'm coming from Romania. So in Romania, this kind of at the time when I started doing Reiki, in my mind was like, oh my God, I'm going to be seen like a witch. Like what oh kind of sorcery <laughs> I'm doing. And I remember I moved from Romania to Paris a few years ago. And then a friend of my friend, she was receiving Reiki from a Reiki uh, practitioner. And she had these meetings at her home And then I went, I felt that I need Reiki because I was feeling emotionally disconnected. I'm still working on that right now, but at that time I really felt off. So I went to these Reiki sessions and I received Reiki. And let me tell you, when I received the first Reiki session, I felt like my throat chakra, which is on my um, throat area, Uh, in our throat area, I felt like suffocating and I couldn't breathe. And then that meant I couldn't express myself. And that resonated so much with me that I became interesting. I was like, what's going on? It's just that hands and heat. And what's this sorcery thing? And that was my Romania thinking. So I became interesting and I went more and more to these um, Reiki uh, meetings And then one of the people in the Reiki uh, group, he was a Reiki teacher. 
So I was interested to get initiated. So that's how my journey with Reiki started. And I had my first degree in Reiki in 2014. And I started just developing my area since then. And I didn't allow then. Uh, I was afraid of my psychic um, abilities. So recently I just allowed it to imply mm-hmm. in Reiki practice. But then I was like, I I can't, it's too sorcery for me. People will think I'm crazy. So, yeah. And then I, I thought like, okay, I can help people. And yeah, so I'm thinking to develop this, who needs it. As you said, in hospitals, I'm interested to go and uh, practice in hospitals or like get even more and more involved in this area. I think it's so fascinating. You've mentioned a few times how you are scared of your psychic ability. And when did you first notice it? Uh, I think when I was little, I thought it was normal. And dreaming with angels and had messages. And I was so scared that I didn't tell anyone. And also my mom's mom died and I felt she's coming a lot to me. But I'm afraid to speak um, this with my mom because I don't know how open is she mm. and she doesn't understand English so I'm 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 cool with that um, <laughs> but uh, it's not easy and it's like even right now I'm a little bit in this fighting mood like oh my god what people are going to think and am I a sorcerer or I I'm going crazy but um I was thinking that if I have this, um, I don't know if it's to name it gift, is because I can help people or I can connect with people and uh, on a spiritual level. And recently when I was at Jen's retreat, I could connect with some mm, loved ones who passed away from the people who were there and I felt honored. So that's when I decided to keep going on and mm-hmm. to keep connecting because we don't know and I don't know who I might help in my way uh, of connecting uh, on a spiritual level. So it's a long journey of denying and canceling and this cannot happen to me and why me? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm finally here and I really want to, to open... Um, uh, hard, so like to connect with people or, or people, loved ones that passed away with people that might want to connect with them. Yeah, I think that even if it's something that we don't understand and even if like we don't know if we believe it, we want to believe it and we, we still feel that we need that connection. And so, um, and I think that's also why people are afraid of it, right? Because they think like they're vulnerable and, and people, someone could take advantage of that if their heart wasn't in the right place. But, you know, that's not what you're doing. We'll be right back with more from The Yoga Show. Well, I was thinking that you could do maybe a reading on me and we have our show producer Aviv here as well. And it would be cool if you could do little readings for us. Sure. Hi. Hi, Aviv. Hello, everyone. Of course. Uh, We've heard my voice. I think we've heard my voice a couple times on the show, but I'm Aviv. I produce the show with Lindsay. Um, Hello, listeners. How are you? So, Lena, who do you want to do first? 
I feel drawn to a beef. Oh no. I think <laughs> I, okay, so I'm already channeling and what I feel I even didn't put any of my cards. So when I do I recently started learning tarot, so I'm a beginner, but I work a lot with oracle cards. And also I connect to people's energy and from right start I can say Aviv has such a great and generous heart and I don't know why I want to like I'm very sensitive right now and just like feeling connecting with his heart you are invited right now to forgive people in your life because this is the key for you to be happy and the question is are you allowing yourself to be happy or are you sacrificing your happiness just for someone else being? And I feel that someone else being is not as generous as you are. And believe me, you have such a pure and great heart that I don't know if you're going to cut this, but not, I feel no, that I cut this. Okay, this person doesn't deserve your huge heart. And I feel this is someone who is older than you, who is a male. And I feel that you deserve to be happy. They are saying this, you deserve to be happy. You need to cut some cords. And um, I just want to hug you. I swear, if I was in the city or right now, I'd just come right to you and hug you. Because you need, okay, I'll hug you right now. You need a huge hug and you deserve to receive all the love in the world. Stop giving yourself self-doubt. I'm going to cry. And be and feel guilty. <laughs> like, um, I'm they like, are I'm saying, like I'm not... sweating now and, and going to cry. Is I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is normal for me for Chana. This is what happens in my sessions. It's like I need to lie down. <laughs> you can lie down. We can start this when you feel ready. Is I'm apologizing. This is don't, not don't me. Don't apologize for being right. Okay, so this is what I'm feeling right now. And um, usually in my sessions of Reiki, that's what happens. Like I want to start Reiki right away, but then I connect to the people's person's energy and I keep receiving these messages and they start crying. And I'm like, I don't want you to cry. I'm just like a messenger. I'm just like channeling something for you that might need you to hear it. And someone who is here for you, like I'm saying you, Aviv, I'm here for you if you need some uh, support or, you know, so they really, I feel you have like two or three guardian angels and I don't know, I think you see me, but they are saying, staying like this, like, oh my God, why he doesn't <laughs> listen to us? Like I gave him a lots of signs. He deserves to be happy. Like they give you this opportunity to be happy and you're like, should I be happy or should I not be happy? This is the question. But your, I, I just keep seeing your heart, like this 
pink, beautiful, huge heart. And even I see your heart as bigger than, than the earth. And this pink heart, bigger than the earth, is um, uh, hugging the earth itself and giving love. So the people around you, you need to forgive them because they don't know how to reciprocate this love, how to give you love or how to show you and teach you love. And I think you're here to learn how to love yourself, forgive them and show them how and what love is. That's what I feel. Thank you. That was incredibly powerful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. But wait, this was channeling. I'm just going to pull a card from you for you. Okay. Okay. Okay, So I'm just going to do with one hand and let's see. It's from the tarot and it says the sun. You can see the card, I think. So in tarot, the sun. So this is like someone who has fun, who is lighter, who really doesn't care, doesn't have a care in the world. So I feel this is your soul. So by working your, you see a ch- children, child here, by working your inner chil- child, by working your inner child is how you're going to set up free your soul from sorrow and pain and stuckness. So give some love to this inner child. Well, thank you. Of course. Aviv, how do you feel? I feel I'm shook. Is <laughs> I think the in the parlance of our times. I that so like I'm I'm generally pretty um pretty skeptical of stuff like this. Um but this was like very 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 accurate to the the you know my own personal um the things I need to deal with within my life and family and, and that kind of thing. So um, thank you so much for, for just like calling me right the hell out. <laughs> um, uh, she said your guardian angels were face palming. Yes, yes. That's like <laughs> that, that makes if, if for, for any of you <laughs> listeners who have ever met me, that makes total sense. Um <laughs> So I'm very, very interested in Lindsay now. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. So so we can we can pivot away from from my ish my issues and maybe <laughs> do a do a reading of Lindsay, perhaps. Okay. But just before I go to Lindsay, I feel oh, they good. want you to know that. I don't know if you're aware of Archangels. Um, I feel Archangel Ariel, which is the one with environment and wealth and finances. Um, She has your back. So if you have any concern on these finances and work and wealth, how it's going to work in your life, meanwhile you're dealing with your personal stuff, is going to do well if you trust yourself. And she's going to have your back. And that someone in your um, ancestors' uh, side is has, having your back as well. So that's that's the only thing I feel that I should mention right now. I need what to an mention. encore. Yeah. <laughs> so what an encore. It's really. I feel like did Lindsay text you ahead of time? No. And, and just tell you like, oh, these are the things he's worried about in his life. No, not at all. 
No. Um, well, this this is pretty pretty incredible. Thank you so much. Like, I, you're welcome. I feel very overwhelmed. Um, so yeah, L- Lindsay's turn. Okay, so uh, yeah. f- f- with Lindsay is like I feel your grandpa, which I know your grandpa is somewhere there with my grandma. Which when Aviv and you said like, oh, when we can meet, and I say October eighth is because in yesterday was 10 years since my grandma passed away. So I feel like, oh, if I could do it on this date, it will be special. So I think mm-hmm. my grandma with your grandpa are having kind of a party over there. Mm-hmm. And I feel your grandpa wants to tell you about your ex that... Um, can I say a swearing on a podcast? Absolutely. Yeah. And you, okay, so he says he's an asshole and you should be happy. And uh, he says like, um, he he shows me this image with you uh, having a flower crown on your head and being dressed in white and that he, he says you did nothing wrong. And you are pure and you need to follow your heart and forgive your ex and give him the benefit of the doubt because he did what he did knowing what he did. So when a person does what he does is just with the knowledge that he or she has. So like this knowingness that he did what he did because he knew just that it's going to set you free. And he says that, and I see something like 12 and a bunch of girlfriends of yours, like perhaps going at a spa or somewhere. I know with this global pandemic, it's hard to go somewhere, but he says like giving this time of self-care will help you a lot. Also, he shows me an irritance or some money you will receive. I don't know if it's from your ex or from your book. And also he shows me about your book, March 2021. I don't know if you said something about that month, but he says like perhaps the launch date, you can put it around March 2021. And he insists on giving a percent to some senior uh, association or senior. Oh, does he? <laughs> yeah. Um, so my grandfather lost all of his money by working on a project for a senior association. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes. I didn't know that. Okay. So uh, perhaps he really believes in these and he or said, he's just a jokester, which or he is. Perhaps <laughs> I'm just like saying what, what I feel you, you just uh, see if it's working for you. But yeah, I feel this, like you give money at a senior association. So I'm sorry if he lost his money. Um, at this senior association. But I feel like, yeah, as you said, he's a joker. Um, And my grandpa was a joker. And perhaps they are getting well down uh, up there. But I feel like also um, your grandpa wants you to believe more in yourself. Mm. Like this book is going to help people 
And it's not also the book. He shows me another project that you have on roll, and it's about some kind of arts and some kind of empowerment that you need to go and pursue. It's, I feel it's like more like a collaboration you with someone else. And it's going to take place around 2021, 2022. But you have like, he, he shows me this image of you crying and doubting yourself and thinking that um, your life has ended or what's the purpose or just like trying to figure it out life. And he's like, no, I didn't raise you like that. You just put pants on and move <laughs> along and just do what you feel like, what your heart is telling. And he shows me you being crazy, you being silly. And I see you like this in this field of flowers and flowers like, I don't know if it's tournesol or like really um, different flowers in a, in a background. But I see you like dancing and enjoying life. And he's upset on people who just makes you cry. But he says, like, I see the heart of everyone. So I give him a second chance and I trust him and I trust you and I love you. And you need to give yourself also permission to forgive yourself for what you think you've done good or not good in the past. So he shows me yourself being happy, but only if you allow it. Hmm. And um, also I feel like you as a person, uh, you can be a badass leader. You can create, he shows me in a few years, you creating your own, um, I don't know if it's a production, if it's an agency, but something that you love very dearly and you know very good, but you're going to do it under your own name. And so therefore leading others. You are born to be a leader. So he says, stop selling yourself short. And I don't know if this resonates with you, but I, I can dare to say I know you a little bit. So I know you have such a full potential and you can do such amazing things. And I really trust in you. And he says like, for December, you have something important to do this December. And your card is the magician. And uh, the magician in Tarot means that you have the power to create your own reality. And this is a cliche, I know, but it really depends on you. You have the free will to do your reality as your heart, it says. Um, you have this huge potential and these opportunities and invites you to uh, listen to your intuition. I feel you're blocking your intuition a lot. And when you feel something, you're like, no, that's not true. That cannot be true. I'm not going that path. I'm going the other one. And the other path is not your intuition. And then mm. when you go that path, you realize like, oh, I should have listened to my intuition because that's not what my heart wants. So I don't know if this resonates with you, but your grandpa has your back. And I see another woman 
who is up there and kind of a dog. I don't know if you had a dog when you were little. If you didn't have, did you have? Yeah, I had a dog, Chloe. Okay, so him and the dog are having your back. And what your grandpa wants is to talk with him more often. It doesn't mean to be crazy and talk on the street like out loudly, like, Grandpa, what I should be doing right now. It says like talking from your heart and uh, perhaps connecting with him through your dreams. Like if you're confused or indecised, like invite him to gently come into your dreams. Now, when we want to connect with um, spirits on the other side, we need to say like first to pray that our energy is protected from outside influences and then for them to come, like, for example, your grandpa, to come at a ge- in a gentle way to us and not suddenly. Because if we are not ready, we might be scared, we might have headaches, we might not understand the messages, we might receive a lots of messages at the same time and not understand anything. So just like, I'm ready for you and I would really love you to connect with me in my dreams, but please be gentle because otherwise I'm going to freak out. Yeah. Okay. That when my grandfather was alive, every time I saw him, he would tell me to call him more. So um, that tracks. Yeah. And, and he, he, I, I just feel love. I just feel love in my heart right now. And I feel your grandpa being this handsome guy and and uh, smiling guy and it just just warms my heart because I miss my grandparents too and everything that is about grandparents is like okay but your grandpa gr- grandpa was he's a, like we had a special connection and I really want to continue have this special connection with you if you allow it. And it's everything about the free will. They will never connect with you if you don't want. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you too. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's been such a pleasure and I know um, an eye-opening one for some. Um, For everyone who hears this, uh, you're very much loved and validate and uh, trust me when I say that it's such a beautiful light inside of you. And, um, if you feel like you don't have any more light, just ask for help because help is when you ask for help is not for weak, it's for courageous and vulnerable and heart opening people. Thank you. That's beautiful. Lena, where can our listeners go if they want to find more from you or book a session? Yeah, so I'm more on my Instagram than my site. My Instagram is Lina your um, Lina Massage Therapy. So it's L I N A Massage Therapy, and then the site is AlinaMassageTherapy.com. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, and thanks again to Lina for joining us on the podcast. You can find her on Instagram at Lina. That's L I N A massage therapy and tune in two weeks from now for another episode of the yoga show in the meantime you can follow me at lynns.tucker on instagram for more from the yoga show and beyond the yoga show is produced by me and aviv rubenstein follow him on social media at rambo calrissian 
Theme music by Katie Canavan. More from her at Accordion to Katie on Instagram. Until next time for The Yoga Show, I'm Lindsay Tucker. We'll see you on the mat. For accessible 5 to 30 minute meditation, pranayama, yoga nidra, and mantra practices from some of the world's leading teachers, tune into Yoga Journal's The Practice at yogajournal.com slash podcasts. If you're looking for ways to decompress while discovering fresh perspectives on yoga and wellness, tune into our sister podcast, Why Now? Hosts Monica and Cameron talk to yogis from around the country on the intersections of self-care, social justice, relationships, and more. Find it at yogajournal.com slash podcasts.